Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. You all right, Mister Producer? Just want to make sure that wasn't a burp, was it? No. All right. Um. By the way, this and is those are words I like. Do you like those words, Mister Producer? This and is. You say, what the hell is he talking about? I'm signaling, signaling. All right, folks. Welcome to full fantastic week. My favorite platform, radio. Favorite, favorite, favorite. Let's start off a little cerebral, then we're going to jump right in. There's lots to get into. We have two great guests in the third hour. We're going to keep bringing candidates in. We have Mike Lee. He's in a big fight in Utah. We have Herschel Walker, big fight in Georgia. We need these men to get elected. This big divide people keep talking about does exist. It does exist. This big struggle people keep talking about, it does exist. Liberty versus tyranny. We're on the liberty side. Law and order versus crime. We're on the law and order side. But you know what's interesting? It's even broader than that. Have you noticed how the Democrats condemned the founding 1776 they condemned the declaration of independence if they even reference us they they take out important parts of it remember when justice jackson then nominee jackson would not say whether she could or could not support the notion of natural law natural rights remember that and yet that's right there in the declaration of independence They hate the Constitution. How many times have I come behind this microphone citing some 
Democrat on TV or radio or in the newspapers going on about how the Constitution's too old or it was adopted by white slave owners and so forth. But what is it that they want instead? So I really got to thinking about this. There's two major and different thresholds of thinking here. You remember we've talked about over the years, and I've written about over the years, this German-based ideology from Hegel and Marx and many others. Remember that? And this is where progressivism, so-called, comes from. Progressivism being the, the bastard child of Marxism. It's American Marxism. You have Hegel, who really laid the foundation for Marx, who's laid the foundation for the modern progressive era, who's laid the foundation for American Marxism, step by step. And that is an ideology, again, born of German philosophers, that is undemocratic, that believes the economy exists to serve the government. Whether in case of Hegel, it's the Prussian Empire. In the case of Marx, it's this Marxist utopia. And the government exists to serve the ruling class masterminds because, you see, they're the experts. And somehow God has, although they don't believe in God, but God has conferred upon them expertise and knowledge that that the plebes, that is, we do not have. And of course, these experts are phony, which is why they always have to ultimately use police state tactics to enforce their power and trash the equivalent of the Bill of Rights, freedom of speech, freedom of association, freedom of religion, the right to bear arms, due process, and all the rest. So that's really, in a nutshell, the German based ideology that has led to so much horror throughout the world. And then there is what I'll call the British-based philosophy. And even beyond, Aristotelian, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States. No, the Constitution is not too old. The purpose of the Constitution is to protect the individual. No, the Declaration is not a white supremacist document. Read it. Unalienable rights. For whom? For everybody. Natural law. What's natural law? It's God-given law. God-given rights. Truisms. Truisms. And the early so-called progressives, Wilson, John Dewey, Wiley, Crowley, all the rest, they didn't believe in God-given anything. They didn't believe in God-given anything. They believe man has the capacity through rules and laws, through legislation, to determine his own fate. And the people responsible must be sort of masterminds, a ruling class, 
that directs, that pulls, that pushes, that organizes, that groups the population, because the population is incapable of doing this. And so this this German-based ideology rejects individual free will, whereas this British or Greek or Hebrew uh, philosophy embraces individualism. Am I making sense, Mr. Producer? And so you move this up to today in this election. What is it that the Democrat Party stands for? Is German ideology. But the German ideology is the opposite of the principles and the philosophy and the truisms that went behind the Declaration and undergird the Constitution. That's what this struggle is about. That's what this struggle is about. Through much of Europe, they've adopted the German ideology, even in Britain. That's not how the United States was founded and established. So we have this American Marxism that is built from the German ideology that is trying to devour what is the notion of individualism, private property rights, limited government, and all these things that built the most powerful and the most significant country the world has ever known. That's the battle. That's the battle. That's what's going on. And more about this another day. Eugenics. We've talked about that. These things, I, I you know, I'm playing around with them over the weekend, so I, I, I get excited about presenting them to you. Eugenics. It's no accident that the Democrat Party supported eugenics, because if you feel that you can socially engineer society, how can you socially engineer society without socially engineering the human beings in a society? You can't. That's the danger. And yet Planned Parenthood has been an appendage of the Democrat Party for a hundred years, and you have spent billions of dollars subsidizing it. It's only a few years ago, starting with its New York chapter, that it even condemned Margaret Sanger. Hillary Clinton got the great Margaret Sanger Award. People were thrilled about getting Margaret Sanger Awards. She also was a racist. This is the problem when we're not taught actual history, and this is the problem when the media lies to you to promote an agenda because it's corrupt. Isn't this important for people to know? How do we go through the last several years talking about insurrections, talking about systemic racism, watching riots, pulling down monuments, burning books, and the Democrat Party is untouched and unscathed? How is that possible? We talk about the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and 65. You have an idiot like this Roland Martin guy. We had to pass these things, you know, because even though we had the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, white people refused to embrace them. 
Really? Well, white people passed the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments. Republicans. And Republicans passed, overwhelmingly, the Civil Rights Act of 64 and 65 with some Democrat help. But why were those acts passed? Why were the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments passed? To stop the Democrats! Why was the 1964 Civil Rights Act and the 1965 Civil Rights Act, a.k.a. the Voting Rights Act, why were they passed? To stop Democrats! Oh, you don't say. They want to talk about whites, they want to talk on the left, about the country... Because they're Democrats. Racism has always been a big part of the Democrat Party. Always. Up until and through the 60s. Racism. The target. The target. Were blacks. Today, the Democrat Party is still racist. The target? Whites. Whites. Racism is a core, fundamental part of the Democrat Party. Why? Because it's an evil damn party to begin with. Because it has this German ideology now as its base. You cannot be viewed as individuals. You cannot see a colorblind society. First of all, it doesn't serve their power-hungry purposes. But it doesn't serve their ideology. So racism was targeted against blacks for 150 or more years. And today it's white supremacy pushed by critical race theory. Again, Democrats. Democrats. Republicans don't push these ideologies because they're not part of the tradition of the country. When you look at the Declaration of Independence, John Locke was anti-slavery. Edmund Burke was anti-slavery. I can't think of a Republican president. The Republican Party, as I recall, was established in 1856 to do what? To abolish slavery. I can't think of a Republican president who ever supported slavery. I can't think of Democrat presidents. I can't think of a Republican president who supported segregation, but I can think of Democrat presidents who supported segregation for a hundred years after the Civil War. And members of the Democrat Party who supported segregation, members of the Democrat Party, one of whom, Joe Biden, worked very closely with segregationists and racists, Because he agreed with them against integrating public schools. He agreed with them. The Democrat Party. Even after the 1964 Civil Rights Act passed. One of the great filibuster leaders was Robert Byrd. And he took to the floor for 14 and a half hours in a last desperate effort on the last day of a 70 day filibuster. To try and stop that law from being passed. What happened to Robert Byrd after that? He became the leader of the Senate Democrats. And not for a little bit, and not for a little while. For at least a decade. He was their minority leader, and then he was their majority leader. 
So where does this get us? It's the same party, effectively. It's the same ideology, effectively. Different targets, different tactics, different strategies. It is unraveling and dismantling our country from within because it always has. That's the battle that's taking place. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know, I was going to make a uh, run at the British Prime Ministership, but I see it was just filled today, Mr. Producer, so I won't be doing that, so you're safe for a while. Just let me finish, top this off here. So the German perspective rejects capitalism, right? The tradition on which the American system was established, embraces the market system, voluntary system. And so, again, you can see that the Democrat Party embraces this Hegelian, Marxist, angle type of ideology. And you and I are trying to defend our unique American system from them and that. Anyway, lots more when I come back. Remember diesel fuel I told you last week? 25-day supply, which is a disaster. Well, get ready, Northeast. Here comes your heating oil rationing, and it's going to begin soon. I'll be right back. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. 
The new American revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. The Democrats like to say they're protecting democracy, ladies and gentlemen. How? Let's assume by that that they're constitutional illiterates. They mean they're protecting republicanism, because that's the system, not democracy. But how are they protecting it? Give me one example. By trashing Supreme Court justices? By threatening to get rid of the filibuster so they can ram through whatever they want, even with a one-vote majority? A temporary faction imposing their will on the nation? How are they protecting Democracy, ladies and gentlemen, by violating separation of powers. When Joe Biden issues executive orders like peanuts to elephants. How are they protecting democracy with a rogue, corrupt FBI Stasi and Department of Injustice? By targeting parents, by targeting pro-lifers. Exactly how is the Democrat Party protecting democracy? The Democrat Party hates democracy, a.k.a. Republicanism. The war against the Constitution is led by one party, the Democrat Party. The war against our institutions is led by one party, the Democrat Party. The war on our history is led by one party, the Democrat Party. How are they protecting democracy? I just want to know. Biden keeps saying, and there's a reason they do this, he keeps repeating a big lie. They're trying to find the big lie that will resonate. They're trying to find a big enough lie that will resonate to counter what's happening in your lives, which is economic disaster set upon you, unleashed upon you, by Joe Biden and the Democrat Party. It doesn't have to be this way. It didn't have to be this way. And two short years ago, it wasn't this way. And you know the problems. It's crazy to buy a dozen eggs. It's crazy to buy a half gallon of milk. Oh, yes, we do that. I do that. It's crazy to buy chicken and meat. It's crazy to go through the fast food line where food used to be quite cheap. It's crazy when you go into stores and you see what? Less and less on the shelves. It's crazy. That didn't have to happen either. When you cut off liquid gold, when you cut off liquid gold, liquid gold meaning what? Fossil fuels, electricity, from the economy, you're committing economic suicide. Now, the people in Washington don't suffer from this. The people from Washington won't suffer from this. Maybe politically, but financially, they always seem to get richer, not poor. Have you noticed? Funny how that works, isn't it? The timing on their stock sales, amazing. Most of Washington is immunized from all this. The media didn't suffer from the pandemic. It doesn't suffer from inflation. They're overpaid. The bureaucracy doesn't suffer either. You suffer. You're the target. 
What are you going to do about it? PJ Media, Ryan Ledendecker. Biden's next crisis, home heating oil rationing, begins in the Northeast. It's not even winter yet, meaning the cold hasn't really even come yet. Looks like President Biden might get his winter of death after all, and it's not because of the unvaccinated. If you live in the Northeast, you know that even in normal times, heating oil bills constitute a significant expense because winters are usually brutal. Unfortunately, this year could be the worst year ever for residents of the region hoping to adequately heat their homes. Of course, they'll blame it on climate change, big oil, Putin, the Saudis, but it's them. Not only are heating oil prices through the roof on anti-fossil fuel Biden's watch, but even for those who have the funds to stock up, doesn't really matter. Heating oil rationing has already begun. Rationing, like toilet paper and baby formula rationing. Why is all this rationing happening on Biden's watch? For the record, we never once worried about rationing under former President Donald Trump. But the worst part about this unfolding crisis is that it's not even winter. According to a bombshell report in Bloomberg, and I quote, the U.S. Northeast is so short on heating oil that the fuel used to power home furnaces is being rationed even before the start of winter. Some wholesalers in Connecticut are putting retailers on allocation, meaning they can only get a limited amount of fuel based on availability, according to Chris Herb, president of the Kinetic Energy Marketers Association, which represents about 600 family-owned retailers in the state. These retailers must, in turn, ration to their customers. Now, many of you haven't felt this yet, but you will. Like so many of these stories, I pull them out and I highlight them first for the nation. Bloomberg's data matches what former Marine Governor, excuse me, former Maine Governor Paul LePage a Republican gubernatorial candidate, talk radio, uh, told radio talk shows Howie Carr this week, good buddy, he's great, and that the heating oil shortage situation in the Northeast is beyond frightening and a genuine cause for concern. So now, diesel fuel, there's a 25-day supply. Well, actually, I told you that on Friday. Others have regurgitated. So now there's a 21-day supply. And our home heating oil for the Northeast? Disaster. LePage essentially begged current Democrat Maine Governor Janet Mills to do something, anything, to bring attention to the situation before it's too late and people start dying, while also blaming Biden for not properly addressing the issue. So my, by my doing it here, this will now resonate just as when I announced on Friday the diesel fuel situation. Now it's everywhere. It's important to get it out now before the election so we can elect people who might try and do something about it. Today, just about an hour ago, we got information from a local oil dealer. Oil right now, tonight at 5 o'clock, said the former governor, is $5.69. Kerosene is six sixty-nine a gallon. This is what we're facing right now, he said. He added, earlier this week, the President of the United States released 15 million barrels of crude oil, you know, from the reserves. But he did not. He did not release any Northeast home heating oil reserve. We have a shortage. And prices going through the roof. And the governor of the state of Maine has yet to say a word about it, he said. 
And LePage urged every listener to call Governor Mills' office in Maine to leave their thoughts about the developing crisis, saying Mills needs to get on the ball and call Biden and tell him to release heating oil reserves for the Northeast because we're going to have a tough winter. We have shortages. They're predicting brownouts and blackouts. We're in desperate need for help. LePage and Carr discussed the reports of heating oil rationing taking place already in Connecticut. LePage added that the same practice is already happening in Maine, and it's still nowhere near his state's coldest and most energy-demanding time of the year. According to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, EIA, residential heating oil in the New England area in March 2020 was about $2.87 a gallon. It held in that range or lower for the bulk of Trump's presidency. Not long after Biden entered office, the price began to climb as of October 17, the latest figure. It's doubled. $5.70 a gallon. You got that New England? You got that New Hampshire? You got that Maine? And it's not just them. It's the Northeast. New Jersey. Pennsylvania. New York. You know who you are. You're going to get whacked. And there's no reason for this. None. And the math of what's going to cost for residents of the region to heat their homes truly blew me away, he wrote. At current prices, and keep in mind, these prices are guaranteed to rise in the coming months. <clears throat> As demand increases and supply decreases, probably significantly, the cost to fill the typical 275-gallon residential heating oil tank is just under $1,600. That amount of heating oil, according to Shipley Energy, lasts the average home about 56 days, less than two months. But let's call it two months. Folks, that's $783 a month for heating oil alone, and that's at the current rate, which will probably soon seem cheap. And that's if you can find it. And what happens in three months, in the dead of winter, when inflation's even higher? Unemployment is up. Nobody can afford expensive heating oil bills. What then? Some will inevitably have to decide whether they heat their home or buy groceries. Either sacrifice will undoubtedly cause the winter to be one of the sickest and deadliest. What do you think about that? We're just a few months behind Europe. A few months behind Europe. That's it. But unlike Germany and so many of these other countries, we have enormous fossil fuel reserves in this country that have been cut off at the direction of Biden and the Democrats. Don't be fooled that it's big oil. Big oil didn't do this two, three, four years ago. Why is it doing it now? Because it's being directed to do it. Diesel fuel. Most of you don't buy diesel fuel. Home heating oil. Look at the price of regular gasoline. Look at the price of electricity where they want you to solely use electricity. They're all through the roof. 
Is this a massive conspiracy among millions of Americans to do this to fellow Americans? Of course not. When the government acts on economic matters and imposes its will, including fines and penalties, and has all kinds of red tape and approval at every level, every level of development and distribution, and when that government's in the hands of individuals who break that system and do it intentionally, you suffer. Not them, you. This is going to be a disastrous winter. It's really too bad the election isn't like February 15th. Because then it would be more than obvious. But I'm telling you now, now, pass the word, whisper down the lane, no, yell down the lane. Energy shortages are here. It's just a matter of time until the customer feels it. No matter what you pay, there will not be enough. And that's not just New England. We see what happens in California. And we see what happens in the rest of the country. Do you think baby formula shortages, you think that's an anomaly? It's not an anomaly. They still haven't quote-unquote fixed it. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. The media is incapable of comprehending actual facts and knowledge because the media are filled with radical ideological Democrats, as you well know. It's not just Republicans who are paying these prices. It's not just Republicans who are beginning to see shortages. It's not just Republicans who are concerned about crime in the streets. It's not just Republicans who are on Social Security or have other pensions and see the, the diminishing value of their, of their monthly paycheck. It's not just Republicans who work with their hands every day as electricians and plumbers, as truckers, drivers of other vehicles, and make this country work. The American people whatever party, if any party, see what's happening to their country. They see what's happening to their police force. 
They see what's happening to their military. They see what's happening in their classrooms. They see what's happening to their economy. They see the Democrats are attacking the family structure. They see the Democrats are now wanting illegal aliens to vote. They see the Democrats have the southern border wide open. So drugs, fentanyl are pouring into the country. Criminals with all kinds of backgrounds, drug dealers, drug cartels are running the border. Americans see this. Americans. Not just Republicans. Americans are coming out to vote in 15 days who love the country. And the Democrats have given them a stark choice. May I say a binary choice. If you hate your country, if you support the impoverishing of yourself and your family, if you want your kids to be brainwashed with sexual perversion and racism as their test scores are dropping like a lead balloon, if you think foreigners should vote in your country, and if you don't have any problem with inflation and recession, then you vote Democrat. It's very simple. But if you love your country, you make sure you turn out and you vote against these bastards. You vote for the Republican, even if you don't necessarily love the Republican. That's what this vote is about. How much time do I have left, Mr. Producer? Not enough. So when we come back, Joe Biden announces today that Republicans are opposed to you marrying the person you love. Now, which Republican is this? What is he talking about? Which Republican is against you marrying the person you love? What's their name exactly? What's his name? What's her name? And then out of the other side of his mouth, what does he do? He brags. He brags about what? He brags. Yesterday on MSNBC, I used to go down to the Senate dining room and eat together with segregationist James Eastland. James Eastland opposed interracial marriage. That was Joe Biden's buddy. More when I return. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You know... It's a remarkable thing, Mr. and Mrs. America, when the smartest, most perceptive individual on MSNBC is Al Sharpton. Never thought I'd say that. 
But look what's there. You got uh, Sakon Vansetti, a.k.a. Joe Scarborough and Mika. And down the list of reprobates, miscreants, and malcontents. But he's on the morning schmo show, so nobody saw him, so I will give it some attention. Cut 12, go. The biggest gap seems to be in voter enthusiasm with Republicans. Uh, a lot more enthusiastic about getting out to vote than Democrats. Why? I think that uh, the reason we're seeing that is because, again, some of us, I started to say many, but not many. Some of us have been saying to the Democrats, you've got to talk about uncomfortable things that are really concerning and that are very important to the base of voters that you want to come out with, uh, come out and vote. So, yes, we've got to talk about voting rights. We have to talk about democracy, but we also have to deal with crime. What? Crime? We can't deal with crime. That means arresting people and actually putting them in jail. No, we can't do that. Is Al Sharpton a white supremacist, Mr. Producer? I'm starting to think he is. Speaking of white supremacists, and the point will be underscored in a moment, we've got Joe Biden. Joe Biden is reminiscing again, but this time with a guy by the name of Jonathan Capehart, who's a left-wing kook. On MSLSD yesterday, Sunday. Cut six, go. My question to you, though, Mr. President, is can our democracy survive when the Republican Party is, it only cares about power? Wow, what a reporter. Jonathan Capehart, you're great. You're exactly where you belong on MSLSD. That's where all the lowlights go. And we've got this Republican Party, Mr. President. It only cares about power. How sick. Go ahead. Uh, I think that if we allow the Republican Party to continue to metastasize into what a minority of the the party as a whole is, I look, I think... Stop right there. What did that mean, Mr. I don't even know what that means. Neither does he. But he got a big word in there without screwing it up. Go ahead mainstream conservative Republicans running out there is because they are so concerned about not only their physical well-being, but also the notion that how can they win when a minority of Republicans are showing up to vote and they're really hard edged. Mm -hmm. Look, I I don't agree with anything that Liz Cheney believes about the substantive issues, but I admire the hell out of her. Of course you do. Because she is a, uh, I have a new word for the Liz Cheney types, Mr. Producer. You ready? The hemorrhoidics of the Republican Party. She's a hemorrhoidic. Look it up. Go ahead. She doesn't support the notion of use of violence. Use of violence, ladies and gentlemen, which is something the Democrat Party has done from its very beginning. And still does. The little footnote. Keep your marker there, Mr. Producer, on the clip. 
one of Marco Rubio's canvassers in South Florida, 24-year-old young man, was almost beaten to death because he was going door-to-door to get out the vote and he was wearing a Marco Rubio T-shirt and a Ron DeSantis cap. And four thugs beat him so badly, his eyes were swelled shut, his jaw was broken, he lost a great deal of blood, and more, and more. Now, you're not going to see that on MSLSD with Jonathan Capehart. Dizzy Lizzie Cheney's not going to say a damn thing about it. Because Liz Cheney believes you're the grave danger to the Republic, to the Republican Party. She's a nut. She's a nut. She's obviously been inhaling too much uh, car fumes. Carbon monoxide, not dioxide. Go ahead. They insist that they're basic fundamental rules. And it used to be that way all through the Senate. I mean, hell, I served with Jim Eastland, Strom Thurmond. You know, I serve with really conservative members of the United States Senate. But afterwards, after we'd argue like hell, we'd go down to the Senate dining room and everybody eat together. Isn't that great? He would go down there and eat together with two of the biggest racists and segregationists in the Senate. And it the irony, the irony doesn't even strike the strike the dummy. Which is, we go down at the Senate dining room and we'd eat together. Yeah. Well, if you were black, they wouldn't sit down and eat with you. You moron. Yeah, we go down there and sit there. And you were their favorite, favorite northerner lackey, Joey. Because you not only supported their bill to prevent school integration, you helped write it. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? He helped to write it. And now he's there at the DNC today. He wants to scare the hell out of people. That's Joe Biden's history. It's not the history of a single Republican in Congress. That's his history. Not Donald Trump's history. Not Ron DeSantis's. That is Joe Biden's history. And then he dares to say this today which should offend everybody listening to this program. Cut 13, go. Democrats are going to protect the fundamental rights and freedoms like the right to choose, the right to privacy, the right to vote, our very democracy. But the Democrats were the ones who've opposed all of that all along. Republicans have never opposed freedoms, even right to choose. Well, who's making the choice about what? When it came to vaccines, you didn't have a right to choose, right? Wearing masks, you didn't have a right to choose. The Democrats and their thug union bosses in our classroom shut down the schools, so now your kids... Well, they didn't learn very much according to the recent tests that just came out. But maybe that's good. Nor did they have to deal with pornographic material in the elementary school library or drag queens at lunch hour or critical race theory which dehumanizes the kids or transgenderism that's a big one 
I remember when I was a kid, the big fad was new math, Mr. Producer. Now it's transgenderism. I didn't think new math was very good, but it beats trans, uh, teaching kids how to be transgender and without their parents even knowing about it. Wow. Go ahead. Republicans have already introduced legislation that will ban abortion with no exceptions to rape or incest or the life of the mother. Okay, 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 okay. States will make their decisions. There's not a single federal proposal to do that. The states get to decide. But the Democrats voted on legislation that would provide no limits on abortion, including partial birth abortion, including infanticide, including any single regulation that exists, whether it's a health or medical regulation or the notifying of parents, if we're talking about minor girls. But go ahead. At the same time, Republicans are threatening to take away the constitutional right to marry the person you love. Okay, now who is doing that? Which Republican? Which Republican has threatened that? Media, are you so pathetic? Have you been so bastardized by your ideology that you don't call him out for being the lying SOB that he is? That's right. I said the lying SOB that he is. Ultra stupid. Ultra stupid. So now you see... Republicans do not want you to... Ma- He's the one that's eating with Eastland. He's the one that's leading with, eating with one of the leading racists in segregations. A plantation owner from Mississippi whose ancestors owned slaves. Okay. Can't control what your ancestors did. But Joe Biden's from Wilmington, Delaware. Hey, we could disagree on things, you know, like race and segregation and integration of our public schools and then sit down and eat, you know. Except they didn't disagree with them on the integration of schools. The only person in the top of the political ruling class chain today who supported segregation is Joe Biden. Not Mitch McConnell, not Kevin McCarthy, not even Pelosi and Schumer, Joe Biden. And now he's saying Republicans oppose allowing you to marry who you want to marry. When James Eastland, his friend, opposed interracial marriage. I want you to think about this. There's only one party that opposed interracial marriage. Was it the Republican Party? One party. The Democrat Party. It opposed interracial marriage. That's the history. Those are the facts. Just 50 years ago. 50 short years ago. And less than 100 years ago. There was only one party, one party that refused to outlaw lynchings. It was a Democrat party. 
What are you trying to say? What do you mean, what am I trying to say? I am sick and tired of these Democrats lying through their seven teeth. Lying. These phony historians, these phony tenured professors, these these slimeball Democrat politicians who who've changed history, who've turned the tables. Racism of some kind or another has always been the coin of the realm for the Democrat Party. Listen to their hosts on MSNBC. Listen to their hosts on CNN. Listen to their tenured professors. Racists. Racists. Before it was blacks, now it's whites. Now it's even more Asians. Look at Harvard. Colorblind society, they can't tolerate a colorblind society. No, 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 no. Where would they get their power from? So no, Joe, uh, I don't think there's a, an intelligent, objective American citizen who believes there's any Republicans who want to oppose you getting married. I can't think of one. Can you? So why is he saying this? Because Joe is sick. Because Joe's a leftist. Because Joe is a loser. And God willing, he's going to take his entire party down with him. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. With the upcoming midterms, keep something in mind. You don't just vote at the ballot box. You vote with your every dollar you spend and the companies you spend them with. Verizon Wireless customers, you're supporting a company that dropped One American News. AT&T customers, your company owns far-left CNN. And T-Mobile, your CEO reportedly advised Democrats on how to beat Trump. Don't give your money to woke wireless companies. Instead, choose Pure Talk, a company that believes in family values. And they also believe in giving you great service at a low cost, like unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. Average family saves almost $1,000 a year. I'm a Pure Talk customer, folks. Here's what I like. Same network, same coverage, same phone, lower bill, and 30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes. It's a no-brainer. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and make the switch to my company, Pure Talk. Well, Bernie Sanders has the answer, ladies and gentlemen. As you might imagine, he was on CNN yesterday, and you'll notice the third-tier, lower-rate media are bringing all these people in, the Dizzy Lizzy Cheneys, the Bernie Sanders, and their ilk. And he knows why we have inflation, ladies and gentlemen. It certainly can't be his Marxist policies. And fake tappers there to throw him not just softballs, but, but grapefruits. You know, hit the grapefruit. Cut 17, go. How's it going? Are you worried Democrats still have not found the right message on the economy? Now, doesn't it sound like he's, hey, how's it going? How's it going? Fake tapper, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Go ahead. 
Well, look, what I think, Jake, is at a time when working families are struggling, having a hard time filling up their gas tanks, uh, paying for food, paying for prescription drugs. We are living in a nation today where the richest people are doing phenomenally well. And one of the reasons... So it's the rich people doing this, you see. It's the rich people. He goes on to say it's corporate greed. It's oil companies. It's the food companies. Go ahead. ...is the incredible level of corporate greed. Check out the profits of the oil companies. Now, we went through the profits of the oil companies. They're not so great. They're not so great. They have years where they have, as the Democrats say, negative growth. But they're not so great. Go ahead. The food companies. Their sky-high profits are ripping off... So it's big food. It's big drug company... It's big oil, but it's never big government. Not big government. Look, the Marxists cannot admit that they've done this to the country. Let me ask you a question, America. Were there big oil companies, big drug companies, big food companies before Biden and the Democrats took over Washington? I believe there were. Did we have big inflation, big recession? Big gas prices, big food prices two years ago? No, we didn't. So what changed? Was it big oil and corporate greed and corporate profits? Was it big drug? Was it big food? Was it big tampon? Was it big baby formula? No. It's these big mouths. It's the Democrats, the Marxists. They did this to you. They did it to you. And even one of them, Stacey Abrams, as we played the other day, said to you ladies out there, may I call you ladies? I think I will. For the rest of us, it's not what's in between your ears. It's what's in between your legs. But hey, we're old fashioned. You ladies out there. Particularly you pregnant ladies. If you're concerned about inflation and the price of gasoline and the price of food, have an abortion. That's all. Take one for the team. Because at a lower price, it'll even lower pollution. One less human body doing what human bodies do. The Democrats have it all figured out. We're coming full circle, see? Full circle. Abortion to eugenics. But it's not government. It's not... The Democrat Party, it's not, it's you, all you people complaining. You're the problem. I'll be right back. With the upcoming midterms, keep something in mind. You don't just vote at the ballot box. You vote with your every dollar you spend and the companies you spend them with. Verizon Wireless customers, you're supporting a company that dropped One American News. AT&T customers, your company owns far-left CNN. And T-Mobile, your CEO reportedly advised Democrats on how to beat Trump. Don't give your money to woke wireless companies. Instead, choose Pure Talk, a company that believes in family values. And they also believe in giving you great service at a low cost, like unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. Average family saves almost $1,000 a year. I'm a Pure Talk customer, folks. Here's what I like. Same network, same coverage, same phone, lower bill, and 30 
30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes. It's a no-brainer. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and make the switch to my company, Pure Talk. When Mark Levin speaks, the backbenchers take notes. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Have you noticed you never hear Susan Rice in public? You never see her name in the press. What does that tell you? That she's clearly, if not the, one of the invisible hands behind this purported president and of course she's a radical they don't report about her son anymore who was a fan of this show I, I'm sure it was tough for him and her quite frankly so I don't get involved in that but she she's a radical she's an Obamaite you know we have the Liz Cheney's and the Adam Kingsingers the hemorrhoidics of the Republican Party But there she is. Now, Jake Tapper goes on with Bernie Sanders on the Constipated News Network. Jake, you're not getting ratings because you suck. I'm just being honest. I'm trying to give you some positive feedback. Cut 18, go. To play devil's advocate here, if I'm a... a So he's playing devil's advocate. See, first it's, hey, how you doing? Now, to play the, see how polite he is with Sanders? Because Sanders is a Marxist. He likes Marxists, does Tapper. If it was a Republican, he'd say, hey, you think the last election was legitimate? Yes or no? Oh, you mean 2016 when the Democrats said it wasn't? No, not that one. 24 when they said it wasn't? No, not that one. 2000 when they said it wasn't? No, 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 no. I mean the one where we won. I mean where the Democrats won. See, fake. People are smart enough. The people watching your show are the drones of society. Their IQ is so low, it's through the basement. But then again, that's who your audience is. Hey, can I play devil's advocate here? Go ahead. To play devil's advocate here, if I'm a, a swing voter out there, a young voter, a, a working class voter, I and I hear your message, I think, but... You guys control everything. Democrats control the House and the Senate and the White House. And inflation is really high, and I'm having a tough time making ends meet. Why should I vote for you again? And not only that, they brag, oh, and we passed all kinds of legislation and spending bills. Over $4 trillion in spending, in addition to a $6 trillion budget that we're trying to pass. That's right. $4 trillion in debt in just 20 months. They used to brag about this. What's the problem? Go ahead. Half the votes, exactly half the votes of the Senate and a little tiny majority uh, in the House. And I think it's important. And that folks, talk- look at all the damage they did with that. Half the votes in the Senate in a tiny majority in the House. And Mr. Executive Order, I have a pen in the White House. But they have no power, don't you know? Go ahead. Republicans will say, well, this is Joe Biden's fault. Really? 
Our inflation rate is much too high. It is 8%. It is 10% in the UK, 10% throughout Europe, 7% in Canada. So stop. It- Remember when he used to say, in Europe, in Europe they have uh, national health care. Why don't we have it here? In Europe they have, uh, why don't we have it here? So ladies and gentlemen, you have 8.2% inflation. Oh, and it's going to get worse. And he's saying, but look, in England, they're 10%. Well, why don't we look at Botswana? It might be 27% for all I know. We're the United States of America, you schmuck. We shouldn't have 8 point anything percent inflation. We were a net energy producer and exporter. Now we're an importer. We were a net food Producer and exporter. Now we're an importer. Gee, who did that? Did the British do that? I don't think so. I don't think the British did that. I don't think Europe did that. I think you did that. Go ahead. It is a global problem caused, A, by the breaking of supply chains because of the pandemic. All right, so now the great late Bernie Sanders is a walking talking point. You see, they will never, ever, never, ever admit to their faults. This is the problem, of course, with the Democrat Party, as they goose step behind their ideology, may I say, with all due respect. So they're not responsible for inflation. So then why elect them? They did all this, and then they did, and then they didn't. They wanted the price of fuel to become impossible for you to pay, and now they don't. So in other words, it's election time, and the American people have had enough. At least those who actually work and pay taxes and, and see what's going on in the world. At least those who aren't on the dole, for, for whom there's never enough government. And uh, they see what's going on. They see the surveys in the polls, do the Democrats, so now it's Oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. No. Go ahead. Ukraine, and as I said, significant part of inflation has to do with corporate greed. What are the Republicans? Ukraine is a tiny economy. I don't remember. Do you remember, ladies and gentlemen, where we were dependent on our energy from Ukraine? When the hell was that? Or we were dependent on energy for our bread? When the hell was that? Are we dependent on Russia? Russia? For our energy? When the hell did that happen? It never happened. Go ahead. What's the inflation? What do they want to do? Well, maybe they want to cut wages for workers. Do they want to raise so the minimum wage? Again. No, 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 no. They want to prevent marriage. You dummy. Did you get the talking point from the other dummy? So you see, the Republicans want to cut wages. Which Republicans said cut wages? Which one? Go ahead. So I think it's important to take the attack to the Republicans. What do they want to do other than complain? But bottom line is, you what cannot... What do they want to do other than complain? See, this is the trap that most conservatives don't know how to deal with. What is your plan? I'm not a socialist. What do you mean, what is my plan? What is my plan for the economy? My plan is to get your grubby old hands the hell off the economy, 
to unleash the private sector. So the private sector, that is the economy, that creates the prosperity, that creates the wealth, that creates the jobs, isn't being choked to death by you. My plan is to take your cold hands off the throat of the golden goose. That's my plan. Hey, hey, you don't have a plan. See what I mean? I don't need a plan. That's the plan. Go ahead. Medicaid, which is what they want to do. We have got a low... Oh, Republicans want to cut Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Who said that? They take Rick Scott's list. They're so desperate. And they say Rick Scott wants to cut Social Security, Medicare. Now, I'm new to Florida, but I'm not that new. There's a lot of elderly people here, senior citizens, who paid into Social Security, paid into Medicare and get Social Security, Medicare. There's not a politician in this state that will ever propose cutting Social Security and Medicare. And no Republicans have. They want to run against candidates and causes that they manufacture. The big lie. The big lie. That's what, hey, you know, they want to cut Social Security and Medicare. Then the other idiot. They don't want you to be able to marry the person you love. Shut the hell up, you morons. Sick old men. That's what they are. Yes. You don't think they're sick? One more. Can you handle one more? Then we'll move off this. Joe Biden. Yesterday at his presidential forum. They've got all the answers. This is why you can't stand them. Republican, independent, and some Democrats. This is why you say, you know what, I can't deal with this. Listen to this. Cut 19, go. Uh, Mr. President, this is my 221st day of publicly transitioning. God and, love you. Uh, thank you. All right, all right, all right, all right, hold on a second. With all due respect, transition all you want. You're counting the days you went public? Isn't that kind of weird, Mr. Producer? This guy's TikTok transgender star. Oh, great. I hope my grandkids aren't on TikTok. It's like TikTok to dynamite. But that said, so the president, we're Putin's threatening nuclear war, we're Iran's trying to get nukes, we're communist China wants to take over the world, where the border's wide open, crime, drugs coming across, the economy's collapsing, crime is through the roof, he's meeting with TikTok transgender star, and God, God love you. God love you. God love what? All right, take it from the top. 19, go, please. Uh, Mr. President, this is my 221st day of publicly transitioning. God and, love you. Uh, thank God you. I am extremely privileged to live in a state that allows me access to the resources I need. And, and that decision is, that? is just between me and my doctors. But many states have lawmakers that feel like they can involve themselves in this very personal process. Do you think states should whoa, have... Whoa, 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 wait a minute. If I'm going to pay for it, should I be involved in it, Mr. Producer? Just pay for it and shut up, you see. No, I don't want to shut up. You just want public. You said it's my 221st day of going public. So what does that mean? I just applaud or stare at the wall? What? I can't comment on it? Go ahead. To ban gender-affirming health care. 
I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. You know, I think I was saying before we started that my son, my deceased son, used to be the attorney general of the state of Delaware. Why does he do this? Why does he do this? What does his deceased son have to do with this? Go ahead. Most the broadest piece of legislation that he, as attorney general, can, uh, was able to convince the legislature and the governor to sign that dealt with uh, all gender affirming capability. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, you sometimes they try to block you from being able to access certain medicines, being able to access certain procedures and so on. None of that should be available. I mean, uh, you know, no, no state should be able to do that, in my view. So I feel very, very strongly that uh, that you should have every single solitary right, including including use of the, your gender identity bathrooms. But the man was in the Senate for 36 years. He was vice president for eight years. And now he holds these views. Because otherwise it's immoral and it's illegal. Now he holds these views. It's not political. No, no, no. It's a legal and moral issue with Joe. Mm-hmm. What about children? He's all for that, too. He's all for that, too. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. With the upcoming midterms, keep something in mind. You don't just vote at the ballot box. You vote with your every dollar you spend and the companies you spend them with. Verizon Wireless customers, you're supporting a company that dropped One America News. AT&T customers, your company owns far-left CNN. And T-Mobile, your CEO reportedly advised Democrats on how to beat Trump. Don't give your money to woke wireless companies. Instead, choose Pure Talk, a company that believes in family values. And they also believe in giving you great service at a low cost, like unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. Average family saves almost $1,000 a year. I'm a Pure Talk customer, folks. Here's what I like. Same network, same coverage, same phone, lower bill, and 30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes. It's a no-brainer. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and make the switch to my company, Pure Talk. Next hour, Mike Lee and Herschel Walker. You won't want to miss it. Very, very tight races. And by the way, up in Alaska, I hope you've had enough of Lisa Murkowski. She's such a political, uh, she's a hemorrhotic. Hemorrhotic. She has announced that she's endorsing the Democrat for the House, Mary Peltola, who is a leftist, in order to defeat the Republicans. And Mary Peltola and the Democrat Party have announced that they've endorsed Murkowski. So Murkowski has the Democrat Party establishment, the Democrat left-wing candidate who's running for the House in Alaska, and Mitch McConnell. And Kelly Chewbacca is the conservative. She must be so good. Look how they're teaming up the defeater. Murkowski is exactly the kind of political 
inner thigh rash on our political body politic that is destroying this country. And you folks in Alaska have an opportunity to do something about this. You have a fantastic candidate running for the Senate, Kelly Chewbacca. You have a fantastic candidate running for the House, Sarah Palin. But the way Murkowski set this up is only Murkowski can win the Senate if you allow her to. And the Democrats are going to take the House, likely. So Murkowski endorses the Democrat for the House. The Democrat for the House and her party endorsed Murkowski. So now you have Kentucky Republican Mitch McConnell and his $9 million behind Murkowski, rather than spending it in New Hampshire, rather than spending it in Arizona, where we need this money in other states, to defeat the conservative, Trump-backed, Reaganite, Kelly Shabaka, to elect the teachers' union thug favorite Republican, Murkowski. We're counting on you, Alaska, on Election Day. The voting's already going on. You got that weird ballot system. You just vote for the Senate races, Shabaka, and you move to the next group. That's it for the Senate. That's how you do it. Unbelievable. What's going on up there in Alaska? You know, Mr. Producer, I got a lot of things coming up now, career-wise. I wonder if I should rethink things. I wonder if I should rethink things. Like I'm with the Blaze, you know, I helped found really what is the Blaze, which I love to do. But I'm wondering if I should do an independent podcast once a day for an hour with a video. You think that would be powerful, Mr. Producer, as well as my radio show? Awesome, right? You never know. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read this secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read The War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Something rather diabolical, from my perspective, has been occurring in the great state of Utah which is an overwhelmingly Republican and conservative state. And that is the establishment 
in that state, the political establishment and the media establishment, have gotten together, if not overtly, covertly, to try and take out Mike Lee. Now, why would they want to take out Mike Lee? Because Mike Lee just happens to be, if not the most articulate, one of the most articulate constitutional conservatives in the United States Senate. And they figure, if they can take out Mike Lee now, while the left and the Democrats are destroying our country, there's some hope. And they want to use this as an example for the next election cycle to take out conservatives as well. So what are they doing, essentially? They're trying to confound and confuse the electorate. The Democrat Party is backing a candidate who claims not to be a Democrat, claims to be an independent. Before he was an independent, he was an anti-Trump Republican. Before that, he was just a government bureaucrat. The never-Trumpers have rallied around him. The Democrat Party has rallied around him. The media have rallied around him. Because they want to take out one of the best senators I've ever known, Mike Lee. And so the recent polls show that it's way too close and it's concerning for me. And I invite Senator Lee on the program. Senator Lee, how are you, my friend? Doing great, Mark. It's good to be with you as always. So, Senator Lee, you've got a candidate you're running against who is a chameleon. But he has one objective, and that is to defeat you and to become a senator. Let me ask you a question. On what major policies does he disagree with the current administration in this massive inflation, massive increase in food prices, this massive increase in energy prices, and the worst is yet to come? I can discern very little daylight between the current administration, that is President Biden, his lackeys in Congress, and his administration, and my opponent. Occasionally, he'll indicate some difference of opinion. It's usually on a minor issue. My opponent very rarely speaks on issues of policy. He's too busy attacking me, accusing me of being a Russian asset and other absolute absurdities. He's going on a bonanza of character assassination that he can't back up. The reason he rarely touches down on policy is that he's scared to death. He's scared to death because he knows that Joe Biden's policies are wildly unpopular. Joe Biden is wildly unpopular because he's impoverished America. He's also scared to death that this will focus in the attention on him, on what he actually stands for, and on the fact that he raised in the last quarter alone $2.5 million, probably the, the most any federal candidate in Utah has ever raised, but didn't raise it from Republicans. Didn't he raise it from Democrats overwhelmingly on the Act Blue Democratic donor network? His average donation uh, is something like three hundred and fifty dollars. Mine, by contrast, on a typical day is about forty five dollars, um, um, which shows that he's he's getting these big donations from rich Democrats on the coasts, and they're supporting him. In turn, he plows that right back into. You look at his vendors. He spent $1.6 million on a spending spree with Democratic consulting firms whose other clients are far-left progressive candidates and causes. 
Look, Mark, bottom line is, if it, uh, even though this guy's calling himself an independent, he sought for, campaigned for, and obtained the Democratic endorsement in this case. He convinced the Democratic Party in Utah not to run the candidate and instead to support him. So, look, if it, if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, if it has webbed feet like a duck, in this case, it's a Democrat, and it's a radical Biden Democrat at that. That's why I need your, your supporters. I need their help. If they could, they can go to my website at leeforsenate.com to help me. We've got to defeat this guy because he's gaining ground and we've got to stop him. You know, Senator Lee, I, I noticed something here that's very problematic. When you look at Alaska, and I'm sure you're too busy looking at Utah, but Alaska is a Republican state. Lisa Murkowski just cut a deal with the Democrat Party. She just endorsed the Democrat House candidate. And the Democrat House candidate just endorsed her. The Republican Party of Utah, excuse me, Utah, of Alaska endorsed her. But Republicans in Washington, D.C. are funding Lisa Murkowski. You have a similar figure in your state, not to stir the pot, by the name of Mitt Romney. Uh, I think you'll win this race without Mitt Romney. But Mitt Romney is playing a similar game. Uh, he's above it all in the state of Utah. Is the Republican establishment and Republican conservatives, are they not uniting behind you? Do they know what's happening to this country? Do they know what the Democrats are going to do if you don't win and we don't take the Senate? Yeah, look, I believe Republicans, for the most part, overwhelmingly are, are uniting. At least on, on my race, race, they are. I'm, I'm thrilled to have the endorsement of all of 48 of my other Senate Republican colleagues, including people who I frequently disagree with, uh, like Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski. All the rest of them have supported me. So our job right now is just to get out the vote, get out, make sure that Republicans and anyone else, for that matter, anyone else in Utah who's burdened by Biden's inflation, by the fact that Utahns are having to shell out an additional $949 every single month for their basic monthly living expenses uh, to get out the vote uh, to support me. And uh, that is helping. So, yeah, look, by and large, I think the Republican Party and Republicans and Americans generally are getting behind uh, Republican candidates, including in my race. Uh, uh, A few of them are not. I think some have been deceived into thinking that my opponent is some kind of a middle of the road guy or that he's basically a Republican. He is not. Mm -hmm. Do you have a decent ground game? Are they winning the air game with all their money? What's going on exactly? Yeah, okay, so uh, that's a good question. He he raised $2.5 million in the last quarter. He's been plowing almost all of that right back into really negative attack ads on me. He's also got a super PAC that's been uh, heavily funded by some liberal interests um, uh, to the tune of millions of dollars, also uh, attacking me relentlessly. The good news is that um, uh, I'm pushing back, but I can always use – more support and more help and that's why i encourage people to go to leave for senate.com to help me um, utah's news media is a tricky thing mark you'd think utah is one of the most uh, conservative states in the union and yet we have absolutely zero conservative media we, we, we've got a couple of guys here or there on the radio uh, 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 but uh, other than that uh, our, our statewide newspapers our statewide television stations they're all really liberal and so that's why um, 
he's got the massive out-of-state Democratic donor network backing him him up. Um, that's why every piece of uh, favorable media we get, we have to buy, and that's why I need support at LeeForSenate.com. And there's a lot on the ballot. Inflation, recession, gas prices, energy independence, a secure border, law and order, the Constitution, including separation of powers and out-of-control federal leviathan, including the FBI and the Department of Justice. And your opponent either doesn't say a damn thing about it or he completely supports it, just like the Democrats, just like Biden. And one of the only times that he has weighed in, Mark, on, on actual policy issues was when he was actively and successfully courting the Democratic endorsement in this race, when he was convincing them not to run a Democratic candidate to endorse him instead. And when he was doing that, he expressed support for S1, S1 HR1. This is that bill that would take away the authority of the states to run elections, make it essentially impossible for the states to require voter integrity measures like voter ID laws, take away the authority and the sovereignty of the states to decide on their own how to set up their legislative districts, would effectively lead to the automatic voter registration of many millions of illegal aliens and provide complete immunity from any state official registering an illegal alien to vote. He, he said he would support that legislation. And, and, and ensure that Democrats that. cannot lose elections. That's the whole point of that per, bill. Perpetual Democratic nomination. Perpetual Democratic domination is what they're after. That is exactly what this would lead to. Not only that, Mark, but he, he even went so far as to say, well, according to the Democratic nomination, that he would nuke the filibuster for that. Somebody asked mm-hmm. him, what, what do you think of the filibuster? And he said, well, you know, I, I think it needs some reform. And when it comes to voter rights legislation, I think I'd make an exception for that. In the same mm-hmm. conversation, he made clear that what he means by voter rights legislation is S1. He left no ambiguity about it. Mm-hmm. That is exactly the kind of progressive that we're up against. And all the more reason why uh, I, I need to get reelected. It's not just that Utah would be losing a strong constitutional conservative in me. They'd be gaining an aggressive, liberal progressive in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's mm-hmm. easily to the left of several members of the Senate Democratic Conference. And so uh, uh, your listeners can help me at LeeForSenate.com, and I'd be very grateful. All right, America, Levinites, we need to win this one. Uh, particularly given the way that campaign is being run against Mike Lee. You're a very decent, nice man. And, of course, they're trying to turn you into the devil. And uh, any campaign that does that, the head of the campaign has no character whatsoever. And your opponent is one of those. He's a lapdog who has no character whatsoever. I just hope people in Utah, you understand what kind of a senator you have. Many states, Republicans would love to have a senator like Mike Lee, and we don't. Anyway, I want to wish you all the best, Mike Lee. It's LeeForSenate.com. LeeForSenate.com. Utah, it's time to rally. It's time to stand up for your state and stand up for your country. No excuses. And good luck to you, Senator. Thank you, Mark. All right. God bless. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Herschel Walker needs no real introduction, but this poor guy, as you might imagine, being a conservative and an African-American, has been smeared. Because you know what? The media smears every conservative African-American who chooses to think for him or herself and to run for office. They don't smear left-wing African-Americans. No, no. Just folks like Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker, how are you, sir? Hello there. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Now, it looks like you're, you're right on this guy's backside. Uh, you're, you're on the move. You had a great debate, I thought, by the way. And you really distinguished your viewpoints from his. And that's what matters to people in Georgia and America. Our lives, inflation, the border, crime, recession. How, how, you know, you're one of 100 votes. And you made a great distinction, many distinctions between you and your opponent. Give us a few of them. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, I wanted people to see is how I'm ready to go lead right now. I'm ready to be a senator today, which is one thing that he had kept talking about, and he really didn't want to debate. And I think coming into the debate, people saw that he was exposed as being a fake, that he is a one-trick pony. And that I'm ready to be the leader. I'm ready to be the senator because, you know, I believe in lower taxes. He believe in higher taxes. I believe in supporting our men and women in blue where he's called them names. I believe in securing the border where he's left this border wide open. And I also believe in supporting our military where he's continuing to uh, bring wokeness and pronouns to our military. But one thing about it is I believe in America. And I told people today at a, one of my campaign stop, I really think he is a Marxist. And I say that, and I don't say it out of meanness. I say that because, you know, you want to abolish the police, you want to abolish the court system because you want to let criminals out of jail with no cash bail. You want to let prisoners out of jail. And then, uh, you know, he tried to destroy this country. And I called him a Marxist today. And uh, when I met him in the debate, he seemed to get upset. And you saw where he's making money while he's evicting people from their homes for like $38. He's evicting people from their home. So he's not the pastor he pretend to be. You know, he read these scriptures, but I called him on those scriptures. I said, don't just read part of it as convenient. Read the whole scriptures because it's more than just that. And I think he was caught off guard. He thought that he can get away with things because of racism, but you can't get away with it with me. No, I, I agree. And you pointed out something. He's a slum landlord. The t- that church has an in-between company. He's taken that great church, historic church, in-between. They bought this apartment complex. It, 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 the, the tenants are almost exclusively minorities. And he's throwing them out of there over 20, 30, 40 bucks. He's throwing these tenants out of there. And now finally it's been figured out that that's Warnock doing that, not some, some in-between manager, right? Yes, he does exactly right. He was the one that was... Uh convicting him and uh, uh, evicting him, I meant to say. But And what was strange in the debate, then he tried to throw my name like I had something to do with it. But I had absolutely nothing to do with that. I think I found out just when everyone else was finding out. And once he got caught and he knew he was, he was caught from doing it, he threw Dr. King's name in it. He threw uh, 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 the Congressman Lewis' name in it. And it's like he's using excuses. He was using excuses for everything that he's done to this country. And I said, you can't use excuses, sir. And I don't want you to bear false witness. That's what you're doing right now. You're showing us that you're that wolf in sheep's clothing because you now have met someone that's your your match. 
you know, they had told me that you were such a smooth talker, that you dress nice, and you can sit there and uh, put together these incredible paragraphs and sentences. But right now you're caught because I'm someone that believes in this country. I believe in the Georgia people. And you're someone that voted with Joe Biden 96% of the time. And now you can't tell us the reason why. So I don't even think you know the reason why. I think they told you what to do. And you went to Washington and do exactly what they told you to do. And that's forget about the people of Georgia. It's a very, very important point. And again, people are electing a senator to go to Washington and represent them and to vote the right way. And that's why they keep attacking you personally. They don't want to get into the issues. And this is going on all over the country. And that's why they use their free surrogate media, like the Joe Scarboroughs of the world, MSNBC and CNN, where they try to distract and do all these other things all the time. Now, you're, you're a big guy. You got into politics. Did you think it would get this ugly? Well, you know, I, I never thought about whether it was going to get this ugly or not, but I was prepared for it. And the reason why, because this is much bigger than Herschel Walker. And I don't think they realize that, you know, I was bullied a great deal when I was a little kid. And I think the Lord has prepared me because of my Christian faith to get ready for this. They would do whatever they have to do and say whatever they have to do to retain power. And I'm standing in the way right now. I'm standing in the way because they thought Senator Warnock was going to get a cakewalk again to that Senate seat. But as I showed up, they saw that it wasn't going to be as easy. And now they see it's not going to be easy at all because they've spent over $60 million against me already. And either the race is virtually tied or I'm ahead by one or he's ahead by one, which I'm going to win this seat because I think now people are starting to see that he's not the minister or the senator he claimed to be and stuff. And all the things he's been saying about me is a lot of lies to try to keep that seat from me. We're going to keep Herschel Walker with us over the break. If you want to help Herschel Walker, it's Herschel. It's a GA. What is it? It's teamherschel.com. It's team, team. teamherschel.com. Please just go to teamherschel.com. And we'll be right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. We're here with uh, Herschel Walker, as you know, running for the Senate in Georgia. And yes, he's running against a Marxist. And you can help him by going to TeamHerschel.com. That's H-E-R-S-C-H-E-L, TeamHerschel.com. Now, Herschel Walker, uh, you got crime going through the roof throughout the country, including in Georgia, including in Atlanta. 
And the Democrat Party seems to be abiding this, despite the fact that so many people are suffering from this. Your opponent has said that what should be done about crime going to the roof in your state? Well, my opponent has said nothing about it. You know, he continued to call out men and women and blue thugs and bullies. He continued to call them names, and he really hasn't spoken out about it. And I've been speaking out about it. Uh, and we have to get crime under control. I think we've got to get this border under control because people do not know, even though we're not a border state, but 70% of the drugs coming from the border goes through Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Whether you have a senator like Senator Warnock who believes in no cash bail, he believes in uh, letting prisoners out of jail, not holding people accountable, and yet he's seen to promote more criminals as being heroes and the police as being the bad people. Well, we can't have that. That's not the society we want to live in. You know, I tell people all the time, yes, we are we're a country of immigrants, but we also as a country of laws. But we seem to have senators in Washington right now that have gotten about we're being a country of laws. They think that mm-hmm. they can do whatever they want to do and not be accountable. Well, I told them it's not going to happen on my watch. On my mm-hmm. watch, that's not going to happen. Let me ask you a question about the the government school classrooms in our country, where they're teaching critical race theory, where they're teaching all kinds of uh, sexual perversion, uh, where the test scores are dropping like a lead balloon, particularly in the inner cities. Do you support school choice, and what kind of support is Warnock getting from the teachers' unions, making it virtually impossible for him to actually do anything for those communities? Well, I do support charter schools. I think every kid in America should have the right to a very good education. Well, Warnock is not going to do that because with charter schools, the teacher union doesn't have a say in charter schools, and yet the teacher union is one of his biggest uh, contributors to his, his campaign. And I think that's the reason he won't speak out. Remember when he ran before, he was saying he was not going to take money from big unions. He was not going to do that. That just shows you the hypocritical person that he is. And that's the reason I wanted to expose him during the debate, to let people know he's a hypocritical uh, uh, pastor that doesn't tell the truth. He's going out there and said all these things about me. But I tell you, I've had my problems, but I've also been redeemed from my problems. You're talking about things that happened in, uh, what, years ago? And I said, that's like trying to rob my old house. I don't live there no more. I'm in a new house now. And what they do, they seem to not care about America. Well, I care about America because everyone in America is my family. They seem to want to put this country down. And we're, we're not a bad country. We're a good country with good people. They seem to want to think that all these other places are better, and I'm telling them they're not. This is the greatest country in the world is the United States of America. And until we get the leaders in Washington, and it starts this come November, and it's not just about Herschel Walker, it's about all Republicans you can get in office that believes in America, that believes in the Constitution. That's what you want in office right now. I can promise you I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight to keep the people in Washington doing the right thing for the people that elected them there, because that's what they should have been doing a long time ago. Are you getting uh, funds so you can run commercials and you're getting a decent ground game? We are. I tell you, that's one of the things I want to thank all the people out there in the United States and also in Georgia, whereas, you know, Senator Warnock, most of his money coming from California, New York. But, you know, we are having a lot of people in Georgia that contributing to my campaign and all over the country because they see what I stand for. And, you know, since I've gotten into the race, I've been in the top three fundraiser on the Republican side, which is unheard of for a newcomer. But I think mm-hmm. the people know how important this seat is. And I think they know it as well. That's the reason Senator Warnock is raising a lot of money because he can't bring anything to the table 
because his policies are terrible. Joe Biden's policies are terrible, and he voted with him uh, every step of the way. And I've said they're cut from the same cloth, so they can't bring anything to the table. So what they try to do is try to raise uh, raise more money so they can try to buy this seat. And I said, they're not going to buy this seat. They may go out and raise more money, but I will go out and get more votes than they're going to get. They need the money to lie about themselves and to lie about you. You've been campaigning across the state. What are the one, two, three biggest issues? The biggest issue is this economy. This economy has hurt everybody. It has nothing to do with color. And that's one thing Senator Warnock need to know about. I don't care what color you are, you're hurting from this economy right here. Crime. Crime is a terrible thing right now. The, the crime is absolutely awful. And also uh, schools. You know, they're trying to teach our kids critical race theory rather than teaching them how to read and write because that's what's hurting us right now. Uh, teaching them gender ideology rather than teaching them about you know how to how to how to get other things done. Then you know, the thing about the eight or seven thousand RS agents that that's going to come out to us rather than having uh, maybe a, a a police officer in each school. That's what they should have done. Or think about uh, Senator Warnock voted to put men in women's sports. He's voted to put men in women's sport. That tell you how far gone he's gone now. And I tell mm-hmm. people that they've done this in two short years. Two short years they've done this. Not quite two years they've done this right here. You see where we're at. And most of the people now asking for six more years in the Senate. Can we put up with six more years or something like this? I don't think we can. No, you're right. I don't think we'll survive it. And just briefly, people, most people know you were a Heisman Trophy winner. You're a big, big, big-time football player known throughout the country. Tell us a little bit about how you grew up and where you grew up. You know, I uh, I grew up in a small little town called Wrightsville, Georgia, and I tell everyone, I think my Lord Jesus Christ prepared me for this moment because I was one of those kids that was not supposed to make it. You know, I had a speech impediment. I couldn't put a sentence together. I, for four years of my life, I never spoke in a classroom, never went out for recess. I was overweight. Because of the grace of God, I got a chance to go to college. I accomplished a lot of things through my athletic career, but I also had some problems. They said I had a mental problem. I overcame that. overcame that, and then for 15 years, every three weeks, I was at a military base somewhere in the United States of America, which was one of my true loves that I I love because I I always want to be a champion for mental health. So I was trying to remove the stigma of mental health from the military, so that was one thing that I really, really enjoyed a great deal. And I'm going to tell you this right here. I think running for this Senate seat is the most important thing I've ever done. It's something I really, really enjoy because I give people hope. A lot of people now have lost faith in our elected officials. They lost faith in the news and stuff. And right now I tell them, you know, to have faith. But one thing that they have to do, they have to get out and vote. They have to get out and vote and vote for the right person because this is the only time your voice is going to be heard. And if you vote for the right person, put the right person in, I can promise you I'm going to fight to make sure that they're going to do the right thing by the, by the people that elected them to come. And the people of Georgia know these are very, very close races out of Georgia right now. And uh, you can lose a seat by 50, 100, 150 votes. It's that close. So it's very, very important that you don't say, well, okay, we're going to have a red wave. There's no red wave until there's a red wave. In other words... If everybody votes, great. But if they don't, it ain't going to happen. You're not going to win the seat. So we strongly support Herschel Walker. I do. I hope you'll get out and vote. I know you will. Has early voting started yet, do you know, in Georgia? 
the voters started uh, a, a little over a week ago, and right now, you know, they've talked about how uh, Georgia has been disenfranchised, but right now there's more people that has voted oh, than voted right. in years. Right now there's mm-hmm. people going out to vote, and I'm encouraging other people to get out and vote, vote early, and make sure your voice is, is your votes are counted and your voices are heard because that's the most important thing you have is a chance to have your voices heard. People have fought and died for the right to vote. And so, folks, you need to get out and vote. That's right. I remember there was an early vote. And like in Florida, when I can early vote, which I understand is the 26th, I'm going to be the first one in line. I'm not waiting. All right, Herschel Walker. It's TeamHerschel.com if you can help them. And good luck, brother. God bless you. Hey, thank you, Nine. God bless you, and thank you for having me on. And God bless everyone. You bet. Herschel Walker. Man, oh, man, he's on top of the issues. He's on top of policy. He's on top of his opponent. And yet that's why the media want to destroy him. George, you have a great opportunity here for us and the country, quite frankly. We can use your help very much. All right. I'm bringing these candidates on, America. And if they're from your congressional district or your state running for the Senate, they need your help or I wouldn't bring them on. They need your support. In America, every one of these individuals is making decisions that affect your life. Even some of these gubernatorial candidates. Well, Jack Governor in New York, why does that matter? Because it matters bigly when it comes to all kinds of issues, including redistricting. And imagine if some of these blue states were red, how improved our country would be. So I hope you'll give them whatever support you can. We have to defend our country, our family, and ourselves. We've got to save this economy. It's going to get worse before it gets better. But let's hope it doesn't get worse and stay worse. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. tell Dizzy Lizzie Cheney something. You're all over corrupt media. They used to trash your father and mother. You'll meet the depressed with Schmuck Todd, Democrat operative. You'll go anywhere. You'll go on Constipated News Network. You'll go on MSNBC because the reprobates who are trying to destroy America love you. You want to know why, Lizzie? Because you're destroying America. Now, you keep talking about Who's going to do what and what's going to do what, like your Vladimir Putin himself? You won't allow Trump to turn January 6th testimony into a circus. Why? Because you don't want him to test, testify publicly. Because you're a coward. You're all frauds. Kevin McCarthy is leading the pro-Putin wing of your party, you say. First of all, you stole that phrase from me. And Kevin McCarthy is no fan of Putin. You're the one who conducts yourself like Putin. You're talking about you're going to start a new conservative party. You couldn't even win your district's primary. Now, let me tell you what I'm going to do, Liz Cheney. No matter where you go and what you do, if I become aware of it, I'm going to expose you. No matter what you seek to do, I am going to expose you. You are poison. Your behavior is disgraceful. You don't want to get to the truth. You're a fraud. You're a fraud. 
So let me just be clear again. Wherever you go, whatever you do, cuts both ways. We will expose you to the millions of people who are in this audience. Oh, you're going to attack her? No, I'm going to expose her. She's no conservative. She's no Reaganite. She's a hemorrhotic. She's a hemorrhotic Pelosiite. She's the worst. That's why they bring her on these shows. She's not relevant. And that's why they bring her on before the election. Dizzy Lizzie Cheney would be thrilled if the Republicans lost the House and lost the Senate. She'd be thrilled if the American Marxists could push their agenda, open borders, the drug trade coming into this country, lawlessness and crime through the roof, lawlessness by the FBI and the Justice Department, a president who won't enforce the border, the war on American corporations. Lizzie doesn't care because Lizzie has a hate on And his name is Donald Trump. And Lizzie wants not only thousands more to go to prison from January 6th, thousands. She wants a former president to go to the prison. And in this, she's not so much like Vladimir Putin, she's more like Joseph Stalin. Joseph Stalin in a dress with a wig. That's right, I said it. I said it, and I meant it. Unbelievable. So I just want to make it clear. For all the reprobates with their little websites. Hey, hey, Liz, did you hear what Mark said? Liz, Liz. Liz hears. She's obsessed with this show. She used to call this show when she wanted attention. On various issues and everything. Turns out. That she's a Svengali. Turns out one of her new best friends is Jamie Raskin, who challenged three elections. Jamie Raskins, whose father is a well-known old, now deceased, Red. Jamie Raskin, who's a Red himself. Her new buddy is Benny Thompson, who is a radical from the 1960s who also challenged two elections, but she's okay with that. Her new best friend is Nancy Pelosi and her drunk husband. Nancy Pelosi, who's been trying to destroy this country since 1981. Liz, Liz, we're going to be like gum on your shoe. Oh, yes, we're going to monitor you. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. And if you're one of the ones that access my emails, I'll see you in court. Love you guys. Go vote.